connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hi, my name is Paul Caroli, and I host a podcast called Changing Denver. It's a monthly show about our city's physical spaces, how we make them, and how they make us. But it's so much more than that. It's the conversations, ideas, and stories that define Denver's perpetual state of flux. Find more from our team at changingdenver.com and join the conversation on Twitter, at Changing Denver. Denver's changing. We can help. Hello, everyone. I'm Giles. I'm Emily. And I'm Michelle. And we're the Beyond the Trope podcast. Every week, we delve into topics like pop culture, fiction writing, and other nerdy things. We feature laid-back conversations, bad puns, and in-depth interviews with authors, comic creators, and more. Find our show at beyondthetrope.com. Hi, I'm Amanda Connor. And I'm Jimmy Palmiotti, and you're listening to Real, Real Nerds, Nerds Podcast. podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2018 and beyond. I am Ryan, and we have a small group today. I'm joined by James and Zach. James, you all right today? You seem a little down, buddy. I'm good. Yeah? I'm good, yeah. Tired? I, I was having it. Yes. It's been a rough weekend. I, I, For anybody who was listening six months ago or five months ago, I, I sort of re-triggered my vertigo uh, during oh, the bummer. night. And so, yeah, I had a the weekend has been a little bit uh, iffy. But Ooh, I feel yeah. fine I'm now. So, I'm so glad I don't suffer from anything but being awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I get sick, I just stop being sick and be awesome instead. <laughs> yeah. I have painful gas, yeah. but we each have our own thing. Um, no, I I went water skiing yesterday, and I oh, haven't yeah? gone water skiing in 20 years. Man, my my dad used to be really cool, and he was single, and he would take <laughs> us. He would. Uh, do you know where Stanley Lake in Westminster is? No, I don't. So he would buy a pass all summer, and he would take us almost every day water skiing, and we got wow. really good. Cool. Um, but my brother Nathan just bought a new water ski boat, and he finally got us up there. And dude, I'm bad. Like, <laughs> I, it's like you're trying to remember everything you have to do. Yeah. And I think with water skiing, it's as, not as, like riding yeah, a bike. Has anyone saying. ever water skied? No, no, I haven't. So it's tough. It's not. It's not an easy sport. Yeah. It's. It's not like being doing an inner tube <laughs> at 30 miles an hour yeah. by a boat. So you're holding the rope. You have to keep the ski in front of you stand up right. and then pull the rope back to you so you can keep going. It's a lot more complicated than that. And trying to remember how to do it, I couldn't. And yeah. like I would get up and just eat shit. Aww. And uh, so today, like halfway through my work day, like my uh, left groin muscles like tightening up Ugh. so tight right now. Like I look Ugh. like I'm a geriatric patient <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I feel like, uh, like so stupid. I'm like, God, I'm, I don't know if I'm older. I'm just like, I've not used these muscles in this way in a long time. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, they also had a tube and, you know, they say don't go over 20 miles an hour on it. But of course we're stupid. Yeah. And of course you do. And so I just got this shit kicked out of me. Like, and Aww. I'm dumb. 
So when I start <laughs> when I start to fall on the tube, I try to hang on. Yeah, and it, it's pointless. Science doesn't work that way. Like, <laughs> if you're being dragged through the water at 25 miles an hour, yeah, while you're like hitting the water and you're trying to hang on, yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, every time I'm like, oh, I can do it this time. <laughs> Your tube's underwater. You're being dragged underwater and. Yeah. And you just eventually just have to let go because you'll be dead if you don't. Right. Uh, yeah. Funny. No, it's fun though. It's, yeah. It's no, fun. I've never been. It's uh, fun reliving that. Well, I have to. My brother, they got this really cool reservoir where uh, they they pay for it and they have this their own little like section. Oh wow! So they can like you can camp there and um, oh, that's I'm cool. Sure if you want to go up sometime, I'm sure you're Man. welcome to. Yeah, um, be neat. Yeah. Anyways, I have the combination to the gate, so <laughs> we can go in anytime we want. <laughs> So you're saying I shouldn't bring you to the beach and have you jump over a shark and recreate the best Happy Days moment ever. It's always worst. happening. <laughs> the worst. So bad that it actually created a saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and man. just in case you're wondering, yes, we are real nerds because every week we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. This week, you two saw The Dark Tower. Oh, shit. I, I really didn't have time. And I also got a Ultra HD TV, so I was just fucking around oh, with that. Oh, shit, yeah. All week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I, I did it out of order. So Laura, my wife, who's a wonderful person, said, I know you really want one. You can get one, but you have to sell your other one first. And I said, OK. So I got uh, this month is my birthday. Who cares? But Best Buy sent me like a 10 percent off. Yeah. Like coupon. Plus, if I use my Best Buy credit card, I get an additional 20 percent off. Yeah. So I got a thirteen hundred dollar Samsung TV for like. Seven hundred dollars. Holy shit, mm-hmm. that's awesome! And uh, so I got the that and the ultra Blu-ray player for four K player. Yeah, it ended up costing me like eleven something. Yeah, and it cost me more because I bought Laura fucking HD Amazon Kindle, oh, which they sure. had a specially order. Like you couldn't even get them on Amazon. It's weird. Weird. <laughs> I wonder if it's a specifically designed for Best Buy. I don't know. Whatever. Huh. Um. So I got that and uh, and then I went to the lake and I was trying to figure out if I could work it in but i just didn't run out of time it's okay but i, I did watch resident evil final chapter in 4k won't, so won't you be won't you be interested to see whether or not zach yes. and i liked it <laughs> i am interested because i've heard not good things about it um <laughs> so we also talk about uh whatever movie news we have blu-rays are coming out stuff we've been watching throughout the week and then uh, sometimes i just ramble like i did when we opened the show so uh what kind of tv did you get uh a samsung um whatever their newest one is cool uh I didn't get the 50... curved 55. Sure. Cool. I didn't get the curved one. Yeah. It looked cool, but I but I asked the guy, I said, what's the difference? He's like, nothing. It's curved. He says, yeah, yeah it looks curved, so it looks cool. <laughs> I right. said, okay, well, I usually it's, sit it's center. It's hard to look at, an, look at it at an angle. Yeah, so I mean, they look really cool. but They do. But yeah. that I was like in the store, like moving around, and I was like, nah. <laughs> but it is the highest end of samsung you can get without it being like five thousand dollars right yeah so because i'm not so i mean i want a nice tv but i'm not going to drop half the price of a car on the tv because it may be that in five years they they do come out with something else and you're like oh man i want yeah and they will and then my wife will get mad at me because i want to get it yeah um so if anybody wants so if you want a 55 inch lg high def tv that's a nice that uh has that will come with a 3D Blu-ray player with 4K upscaling. Not oh, uh, $300. Just let me know. See, oh. I'm I'm looking to get rid of mine because I have 
<clears throat> she doesn't listen. I have a year before I get married yes. to buy some of the things that I don't want to have to ask for later. So I'm like, oh man, I gotta get that. I gotta get that so 4K like, TV. It's not. It's not 4K though. So, but yeah, the old one. No, I the know the old one. But no, if, I mean that. That's why I don't. I'm oh, not gonna yeah. buy yours because I'm like, I'm, I'm looking no. to get rid of mine. So if you want, I mean, it's a really nice TV. Yeah, but it's not 4K. I, so. yeah, I, I I would love to get it just so my parents can be like, can we watch TV? And I'll be like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it comes with uh, the Blu-ray player and it, like 300 bucks. I think it's is pretty it a good. 3D Blu-ray player? Or? Yeah. Oh wow. It's oh. not. The TV's not 3D. Though, oh, well, okay. So that's because they don't make them anymore, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, Which makes my recent purchase today or yesterday. Well, honestly, I still buy the 3D ones because one, I think eventually they're gonna the four next 4Ks or 8Ks we put out. I think are gonna be glasses free 3D. Yeah, yeah. And because the the 4K Blu-ray player I got is also like 3Ds built into it. Yeah. So I mean, you can still future proof yourself. Yeah, they're still doing it. It's just like, yeah, they're just not producing the TVs anymore. Okay, I think eventually sure. they will, but I've never had a, a TV this fancy. So I, I mean, I've had nice TVs, but this is like a really nice one. Yeah. And so I open it up, and to put in the stand, you literally just like, and underneath it, you just slide in the like the I don't know, bra- brackets, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like chick chick <laughs> chick chick. And then you stand it up, and on the side of the TV, they have these, like, uh, like cushion, like, black things, so you can grab the TV without touching the TV. So I saved those. (laughs) That's ingenious. And I turned it on, and it's like, welcome to Samsung. (laughs) It's so nice. Thank you, Samsung. (laughs) And you you set it up, and it's a smart TV, and it, like, the only thing... Would you like to watch boobs, Ryan? Pretty much. (laughs) So, so I have Xfinity, Mm. and it recognized my uh, router, (laughs) my uh, Ethernet, my internet, the cable box, and so I can control it through an app on the TV. But it's hard to use (laughs) because, like, the remotes are so modern; they have like five buttons on it. Mm -hmm. So you have to select the guide on the TV and kind of shuffle through it that way. So it's. It looks cool, but it's a little cumbersome. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess if you're like an idiot old person who's just like, oh, I don't, I just want to hit this button and it brings up Xfinity. Yeah. That it's easy. And it has like voice activations. You can say Samsung what? Xfinity. Well, yeah. ev- ever what? since the days of v- v- VHS players where you are where you had old people trying to set the clock on it, they've, mm-hmm. they've since tried to figure out how to best that technology and they finally did it right. Well, yeah, and it's, <laughs> I mean, it's really cool though because uh, it says it's for, uh, it has four <laughs> HDMI ports, mm-hmm. but it's this connector that goes to the back of the TV, and mm-hmm. it's it's like a little box, a Samsung box, and it's called the Samsung Smart Connect. So I hooked up my PlayStation and stuff to it, and I turned on the PlayStation, and it kind of screen for Samsung comes. It's like, you, we recognize your PlayStation Four. Would you like to play? What? Wow! It, it's so you crazy. didn't have to do any other setup. No, that's wow. awesome. It, like automatically, it'll change the inputs by itself based on just whatever you just turn whatever on. button I push. That's cool. And the only bummer with 4K Blu-rays is they don't put any of the special features on them. Oh, really? I'm guessing because it's the movies in it so much. And I'll talk about the watching something in 4K, but yeah. um, But what's really cool is because it's a smart Blu-ray player too. Is you turn it on and it has like title screens and it has this really cool thing that uh, Amazon does, where if you push pause, it'll tell you who's in like on the screen. (laughs) So it's like Mila Hovovich and things like it's. it's Yeah, I mean it's stupid and not necessary, but it's cool. (laughs) That's that's Skynet, man. And I was playing Injustice on it. I was like, oh my god, these these like 
my PlayStation 4 looked really good on my other TV. Yeah. But this is at like uh, 2160, I think. Yeah. And my other one was like 1060. So it was double. Right. No, it's more than double. Like the v- visual output. Yeah. You're like, wow. Eventually you'll be able to go yeah. into the game. <laughs> I know. And my, my wife's like, I don't see a difference. I'm like, you don't? Like the <laughs> colors are so much, so much more bright. Yeah. And like skin tones are really, it's weird. Like it takes a little bit to get used to. Yeah. Because it has that, the, remember the Hobbit? It has a yeah. the, the Hobbit yes. feel to it, yeah. where it looks so amazing. Like this isn't right. <laughs> I've been led to believe. That. How do I how do I make this look dirtier and worse? Yes, I don't like this. How can I make this not the new Jigsaw trailer? Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't know. I'm I'm also in the boat. Like some people get mad at Disney for like Pinocchio, where they clean it up so much. Sure, but I think it looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because I think no, no, no. I think it should look good. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I don't mind like the scratches and pops and stuff like you know Friday the Thirteenth because I don't mind that yeah, lo-fi yeah. stuff. But right. I want to look good. But, yeah. You know, with Disney, like, you would imagine Walt Disney would want it to look as oh yeah. As it oh, he'd, could. he'd want it to look just like the animation cells for sure. Yeah. yeah. Knowing Disney and knowing the sweat box, I'm, yeah. I'm almost for certain <laughs> that he would fully embrace 4K and just imagine him in the sweat box calling it. Doesn't look right. Oh, <laughs> uh, Walt's pissed again. <laughs> Uncle Walt. <laughs> but that, yeah, that's pretty cool. Man I'm is gonna... in the forest. Man is in the forest. <laughs> While you guys talk about whatever random shit, I'm gonna sit here on Amazon looking at 4K TV. So uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, right. And honestly, I wasn't even gonna. I was gonna get one, but I didn't know when I wanted to. But when it was all said and done, and I paid for it, got all that stuff. I saved like 750 bucks. Yeah. So I'm like. And and my wife came home and she's like, "Oh, you like your new TV?" I'm like, "Oh my god!" Probably because I let her paint our room purple. <laughs> <laughs> she wants me to go to IKEA after this and pick up a freaking bookcase, but I think I'm not going to make it in time. <laughs> they close at seven thirty. Right? Sorry, honey. <laughs> Sorry, honey. I had to give Zach a ride home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turns out they they close at five on Sundays. Weird. I, I don't know what it is. Really, yeah. a website says nine. Oh, sorry. That's only on August sixth. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, it's very bizarre. It's called their "Haha, You're American" yeah. holiday. <laughs> yeah, I was really close to getting a Sony one, but they're more expensive because mm. I love Sony products when it comes to. Well, they got to make all their money stuff. back for losing it on the Emoji Movie. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I actually think they'll make money on it because yeah. I think it only costs sixty million to make. Right. Yeah. And you know, for some reason, overseas people love that shit. I. The Secret Life of Pets almost made a billion dollars. Right. So I look at that and I go, this movie is so dumb. <laughs> How and, is it possible? <laughs> and the thing is, I think I'm an expert on this because I've seen it probably 18 times now. <laughs> <laughs> but An apprehensive expert. Yeah, but the, the, the animation, yeah, the, they they found this ni- this niche in the movie going public, which is really fascinating to me, where... Uh, they produce these animated films that look marginally better than like directed Blu-ray They're stuff. They're passable for seventy million dollars, and for some reason, it's connected with audiences. I like. I don't mind the Despicable Me franchise. I think they're pretty fun. I do. I know you don't like them, but I mean, they're all right. I mean, they're not. Yeah. they're not like Shrek. They're harmless at um, the end of the day. But I, I, I don't understand the connection with like the Secret Life of Pets. Because it, in essence, it's like Toy Story, but it's but it's poorly written, poorly written and yeah. darker. Yeah, yeah, and they're talking about like killing people, and I'm this, and I don't think Kevin Hart's a very good voiceover artist. Mm. I think he's funny, but I don't think he. 
I don't think he's right for roles. I liked him more in Captain Underpants than I did in uh, Secret Life of Pets. Well, I think, but keep in mind, I only saw 20 minutes of Secret Life of Pets before I said, I don't have don't a kid, I don't have to sit through this. You don't have to see anymore. <laughs> it, but I think in Underpants, he works well because... He has the attitude of a kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and not some bunny not, that's trying not, to be funny. Not some bunny that belonged to the Black Panther movement. <laughs> yeah. But you watch it, and the animation isn't quite as good. The story isn't quite as good. It felt kind of standard to me. I was like, it's, and you, it's, it's there. It's, it's like a really long episode of Saturday Night Live. It's like a skit to a skit to a skit with one overarching, um, I guess it's like Mr. Show, like with one overarching story. Yeah. And the story is about this dog who's adopted, who's trying to get back to his old owner. Right. And they they try to get the sentimental thing with the owners died and he doesn't know it yet. And it just doesn't work because the characters have not earned. It's just the same thing Batman, Superman, between Captain America and Iron Man. They don't earn the right to fight. They don't earn the right to pull on your heartstrings. Right. Where Woody can just be given away by Andy at the end of fucking Toy Story 3 and I cry. Yeah. You know? And, we worked up to that. <laughs> and Pixar and Disney's animation is 30,000 times better. I know they spend more money on their stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it shows. And I, I don't know why these connect with people. I, maybe someone can write into us and tell me why... The Secret Life of Pets connects with people. I would have I wonder, to assume because I wonder what my dog does when I'm not at home. <laughs> I, I would have to assume that it's basically just that, like, you need you if you like you you want something to distract your kid, right? Because you've seen it 18 times because Kellen likes but, to watch it. But that's included in my Netflix subscription. Oh, so I, see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't. I've never. I would never buy that Blu-ray. Yeah, but if you look at other people who like, for them, their their standard is somewhat lower, and they're like. Whatever, like we take our kids to go see a movie and it's whatever dumb shit is out right now and they just don't tell the difference. They can't tell the difference. Like, I, but I don't get it because I, yeah. I, I would never do that. Yeah. I'd I, be like, hey, no, you know what we're doing? We're going to stay home and you're going to watch Batteries Not Included. Yeah. That's, like there's plenty of good movies out there that a kid can watch. Right. I don't know if I'm a bad parent because of it. Yes. But I mean, I, <laughs> Kellen, no, Kellen wants to watch like Kong. So I let him watch it. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I don't think it's scary. Right, but you're not three. I'm not three, but <laughs> he, he watches it and he thinks it's cool. Yeah, you know, and I, he well, you know, because he's loved Jurassic Park forever, right. so he doesn't understand. I don't think he understands what's scary in them. Right. I think he well, understands that they're dinosaurs. But part of it is that he's young enough that the stuff that is scary he won't understand yet. As he gets older, I think that may sh- that may yeah. change. And I try know? honestly. I don't want my kid afraid of stuff. Yeah, especially that's not fake and not. This is no slight on uh, my nephew, but he's, like, afraid of mummies. Not, like, dead mummies that are wrapped, but he's afraid of, like, the mummies that come to life. Right. And you have to tell him it's not real. Right. Because he watches some show on Discovery where it's, like, the mummy's curse. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, when did he, Hammer he, start doing stuff for Discovery? Right? <laughs> well, no, but he, like, believes that stuff. Like my and incessant he, fear of E.T. Exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. And I don't want him to be, like, you know, James, where he's afraid of <laughs> some fucking rubber... Uh, goofy ass alien. I, yeah. I feel you, man. I'm but, scared of Sybil Shepherd. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's not a slight on my nephew or his parents. No, no, no. But there's also the inverse of that, where I don't want to show him something that I'm going to scar him. Right. Because he's. <laughs> I'll talk about it in what we've been watching. He's starting to pay attention to things. Yeah. That. Have you thought about showing him the Universal monster movies, or do you think that mm, would be too far? I think they're too boring. Oh. Yeah. 
to maybe us for a, for a three-year-old. Yeah, maybe, maybe he might like it. You never know. I don't know. He's, he might. It's not. It's not a slight on the movie. It's a slight on the attention span of a three-year-old. Well, maybe he, he likes Wolfman. Pre- maybe Wolfman or Creature from the Black Lagoon. I'm not talking like the smarter ones or whatever well, you want to call it. But I, I don't. I know what you're saying. I don't just, think there's enough action in him to keep yeah, him interested. That's that's fair. If you've seen, if you're three and you've seen Jurassic Park. Are you going to care about the creature from the Black Lagoon that much? So, Maybe. I mean, he doesn't even like Laura try to show him the land before time. And he's like, no, I'm like, I want to watch T-Rex eat goats. I don't want to. It's all I can think that he's thinking because it's, oh, cause it's awesome. not quite intense enough. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a. He needs an adrenaline but shot. Here's the thing is, I think the monster violence is OK. For my kid, like, are you setting him up for a certain level of failure? Where, like, when he's eight or nine, you show him Jaws for the first time, and he's like, "Dad, this is stupid. This no. shark is so fake. This isn't very interesting." <laughs> now that T Rex that ate that so, goat. <laughs> what, what's really cool is when you get to a point with your child where he likes what you like. I the craziest thing. So I, I came home from work, and I, I know I DVR stuff because I work, and mm-hmm. I sat down and I put on American Pickers and Kellen's like, Daddy, I want to watch American Pickers with you and he sits and watches American Pickers with me. Aww. Has no idea what's going on with it. I think he just wants to spend time with me and it's really Aww. cute. There you go. But you know, I, 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 I'm not going to show him like rated R stuff. Yeah. But I don't, I'm trying to find where the limit on PG-13 intensity is for him. Kellen, want to watch Eyes Wide Shut? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, 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 that would be way too boring. <laughs> It's a Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> you know what would be funny? Until, until he's it about would, 10, and then he's going to be would, like, can we watch Eyes Wide Shut? It would be awesome if he walked up to my wife and went, Fidelio. <laughs> <laughs> I would cry. Um, he's and, wearing one of the masks. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so that's what he goes, Halloween, Tom Cruise, Eyes Wide Shut. Hey, for some reason, Kellen has stopped wearing clothes everywhere he goes. <laughs> we don't know why. And that's been uh, real news this week, because there's absolutely nothing this week. <laughs> But yeah, so I haven't found the intensity level yet. That's too much for him. You'll find yeah. it eventually. I think it comes more like when they're four or five because they start becoming like I don't mm-hmm. know how, if does he have, if he has memories. It's like when you start he having does. memories more. He more does, or less, but. I, but he's. I think it's, and I don't want to say it's because I'm like you know an awesome parent, but like I don't like I have you know Jason Voorhees figures all over the place, right? And they're grotesque, sure. sure. So, but he he's not like afraid of them. Mm-hmm. Right. And when he watches like King Kong, he takes like his. You know, he has like a little monkey thing, and he's like, rawr, rawr. he's not like, yeah, it doesn't scare him. He thinks it's cool when he like eats the octopus. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. I don't know yet. I think if I keep it in the monster mayhem kind of thing, I think I'll be all right. Monster rallies. It is, it is stuff, really cool yeah. when he meets when he eats the octopus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as long as you don't like, it's the, it's the truly terrifying stuff. That yeah, that's you know. and yeah. So I mean, obviously, I don't do like the hardcore horror stuff i don't yeah. do alien i don't do don't show him lights out don't yeah. show him like and because yeah. you know like alien where it's just the i think yeah the, don't the, show him alien yeah i think the intensity were for jurassic parks different than the intensity in that oh, for sure <laughs> well and to some degree all that movie is is what if dinosaurs <laughs> and then you watch dinosaurs right it's yeah. not quite the same as like the 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 deep-seated horror of this thing you <laughs> yeah. can't understand yeah that you that's know, what i mean because i i mean obviously it's rated r so i won't show them anyways but I, mean, I don't know. Kid, I, you like dinosaurs? Yeah, and that's the thing is, I, I don't know. I'm. I just want him to pull seven off the shelf with it when you're not home, <laughs> right? And then, exactly. you, and then you come in and come in the door like, "Hey, Kellen, I'm home. What's in the box, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> I explain this yeah. to Laura. <laughs> it's not yeah. my fault. It's, it's working Freeman's fault. <laughs> so that's, that's that's what I'm working on right now. Because I, I, I don't want to scare him, right? But also, my parents never censored me from stuff, right? Mm. 
as far as I can remember, if I went to the video store with my mom and I wanted Child's Play or Friday the 13th, she never said no. Right. I kind of had to learn to censor myself. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> not because my, like, again, she's a bad man. She's like, okay, if you if you think you can handle it, then. Right. <laughs> and if you're the one who doesn't sleep for a week because you're yep. afraid of your dolls coming to life, then yeah. maybe you should not watch that shit. Yeah, it's interesting because I always say, I don't think I've ever really been scared. I think I just enjoy the ride. Yeah. Right. It's a weird, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Something more or less, there's theme park attractions. Yeah. They just have a story attached to them. And, and now you have a psyche into Ryan and <laughs> the limits he's trying to see how far his kid can watch stuff. Yeah. But it was also cool. I was reading, so I got Kellen this new uh, book and it's called uh, Night Night Groot and it's little baby Groot and he's like going Aww. on an adventure mm-hmm. and I, <laughs> I like a tear went down my eyes. This is no joke. The last page you, f- you turn to it and Rocket says, boy, Groot, you had a busy day. And Kellen like pointed at all the he- superheroes and named everyone. Hell he's, yeah. He's like, Groot, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man. <gasps> and I put it like, who's that? He's like, Nova. I'm Holy like, oh my shit. God. Man. Because, I mean, I go through the book. I'm like, Nova, I don't. I mean, I read the story, but I point yeah. out things. But that he's able to retain and recognize them. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> And I was going to get rid of my comic book cards, but now I'm going to keep them and give them to him so he can read about it and like help yeah. him read and understand. And then he's like, the sentry. And you're like, no, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> never. <laughs> Daddy Venom's my favorite. No. Get out of this house. <laughs> I have failed as a father. When my, when my nephew it reaches a certain age, I'm just going to pull out an encyclopedia of old time radio and be like, Jack Benny. <laughs> and he'll be Burns. like, he'll be like <laughs> Fuck you, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Unky Zach. He whips out his lighter and lights the book on fire. <laughs> so, Zach, if you want to get them involved in stuff, you got to ease them into it. No, I know. So, you know, with Spider-Man, I'd get him shirts and things like that. And now he recognizes Spider-Man, so he likes Spider-Man. Jack Benny's dead in the water, then. There's no such exactly. thing as a Jack Benny shirt. because he's not as cool as Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to, like... What if they teamed up? <laughs> creepily no. sneak into his room at night and play Jack Benny radio while he's no. sleeping. And... I'm not that cruel. <laughs> I, I saw Jack I, I Benny in an article I, I read. I forgot to send it to you. I forget what it was even for. I hope he's a Star Wars fan. That's all I can say. I, 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 that'd be Who, pretty Jack easy. Benny? No, he no. definitely was not. <laughs> Kellen likes what is stuff. a Star War? I'll try to tell you. He likes Guardians of the Galaxy, so... Yeah, the scarier thing is when they, like, like, much like Layla, when they will watch a Star Wars and be like, my favorite character is Darth Vader. What? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Who Kellen calls? She doesn't even know the other characters' names. I did. Make- she just likes oh. Kylo Ren. So when I yeah when I play Injustice, Kellen calls Sub Zero Darth Vader. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I'm like, who is the? Do you, I- oh, do you do you like Ray? Who is that? I like Kylo Ren. <laughs> no, ah. I I did tell my sister. I texted her one night. So I'm like, we're sh- when we show Mattis Star Wars, it's gonna be his name. When we show Mattis Star Wars, we're showing him the one we saw first. When What's we his were name? Kids. Uh, his name is gonna be Mattis. Mattis. Yes, um, but he's going to be uh, exposed to A New Hope first and then watch him the proper the, way. The the Laserdisc edition. <laughs> I wish. Okay. I can't there find is it. A, like, I'm not made edit. of money. <laughs> no, I know. There is a proper edit you can torrent from the internet where they You make money it. off Twombly? All you do is fucking talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, there's, a, there's an edit you can find. I talked about it like a year ago where they... They edited together the best shots of the Laserdisc version and the best shots of the remastered VHS version uh, that you can like. You can find it online, but the, that's the only way to watch like 
what would theoretically be the, the, the highest quality version of Star Wars. I, I mean, saying, if, I mean, when I, the time comes, like six years from now, you should you should do it properly. Um, we'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll make my own decisions. <laughs> hey, look where it's got you. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Do we have any uh, other news, James? Oh, I'm yeah. I'm totally no, just burning like time. No, we really don't. Uh, there was a trailer for Goodbye, uh, Christopher Robin, which looks really good. It's a movie about the creation of of Winnie the Pooh. It basically looks like um, uh, shoot, Finding Neverland, but yeah, with Winnie yes. the Pooh. It's Finding Neverland with Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, so which stuff is great. I care about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Saving Mr. Banks, but with Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah, but no Tom Hanks. So, but it's got Dom Hall Gleason from from the the Ex Machina. Sure. And the Star Wars. Hmm. Still still no Tom Hanks. Um, he has a cameo as Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King talked a lot about uh, the Dark Tower TV show. Mm-hmm. Okay. he's delusional. Mm. Well, that's what yeah. the headline says. We're I, not I, making any specific you know, no, I know. claims. I'm <laughs> actually excited to see it because yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the trailers are really good. Even yeah. I am excited to see because it. Because it's for some reason they've nailed a tone in the trailers. Yeah. And I'm like, that movie I think is going to be pretty big. Well, and those characters look interesting. Like, well, that's I, the I'm thing looking is, at that and I'm like, oh, man, I want to see these kids like beat up this I, clown. That's see, I think about, right? I, yeah, I think they're doing it right. Is they're shooting, they shot this one, they're shooting the second half of the book where they're adults. Yeah. Which, spoilers, I don't like the book It. <laughs> because <laughs> it's 1,200 pages and you probably edit 800 of them out. Sure. Um, well, that's every Stephen King novel written after Carrie. I know. Like I've always said, my favorite is Cycle of the Werewolf because it's a novella and it's 120 pages long. Yeah. And because he gets to the point of the fucking story. Werewolves are bad. Werewolves are bad, especially when they're <laughs> a I, priest. I'm, I've not read it, um, uh, It's, uh, but I, I'm so curious about this new iteration of it that I rented the miniseries with Tim Curry. And I'm going to watch good. it this week. <laughs> I don't know. It's got a cult following, so I'm going to no, watch it. It's, it's oh, huge. I'm, I, I'm not a fan, but you might be. I I, I'm going to watch it this week and see what I think of it. So. I'm going to not do that because I want this cool-looking version to – because I know nothing about the story other than there's a spider at the end. Like, So I'm I'm going to wait and hopefully mm-hmm. have it – You know, which obviously wouldn't be in this movie. But still, I'm going to wait and have, have whatever it is. Uh, revealed to me in time. It is it. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm sold right away. And it's kids in the '80s. I'm like, oh, oh right. No, it's obviously like it's. Hey, it's Stephen King doing Stranger Things. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh yeah, okay, this is. Remember when uh, Stephen King was? Which cool? I'm, I'm for the record, highly aware of the fact that what I just said is the inverse. That because yeah, yeah. Anyway, stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, there genuinely wasn't a lot of. I'm waiting for week. some. You know, I did hear that, like through the grapevine, that there might be a Criterion of *Night of the Living Dead* coming out. That's oh, what wow. I've heard too. Like, that would they be great. did a 4K restoration of it. Yeah, and it's they showed it in like three or four theaters, and I and Romero saying it looks amazing, and I heard Criterion is going to be putting out something. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, they'll announce it when they announce their October. Obviously, we would they, hope that it's a. If it well, if, if, did they already announce them? So maybe November. No, because the, the last wave that I checked was stuff they announced like three months back. So maybe they're about to announce. That'd something. be sweet. I'd cry. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I looking... obviously, the hope would be that it is a like properly licensed. Yeah. You know, profits go to the Romero <laughs> to his estate, estate like yeah. his wife. Yeah. You know, yeah, which would be, be great. great. I mean, that's what you should do. Yeah. You know, I, I love. Uh, I, I watch rewatch Birth of the Living Dead. It's on Amazon. It's a hey, I watched that this week that. too. Yeah, <laughs> I watch just George Romero. It's like sad because he's such a happy guy. Yeah, like he's like yeah, it happens. Yeah, <laughs> like he doesn't care. He's still happy doing what he's doing. So right. good for him. From Mister Rogers to flesh eating zombies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. 
So we also we also watch movies throughout the week in a segment we call what we've been watching. Oh wait, I didn't do what's at Alamo. We didn't we didn't, we didn't. do one piece of news though. Tom Hardy is going to be Venom. Uh, so. <laughs> that's good. I think it, I think uh, that joke has just Tom Hardy in, literally just <laughs> that, that's also going to be Kellen's favorite. See, I film. have to care more for it to actually matter. Yeah. I know. I think that joke has run its course. So. <laughs> that that movie we ran a good be, six weeks, guys. <laughs> that movie's going to be Kellen's favorite film of 2020. Um. <laughs> Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Malton. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mitzblas. I'm Lone Star. Welcome to the Alamo Draft House. Uh, next week at the Alamo Draft House, quickly, Internal Sunshine with Spotless Mind, which I think is overrated. Um, it has its fans, though. Oh, it's good. It it's a fine film. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite Beer Dinner with Platt Park Brewing. That'd be fun. That would go against the... Forget it. <laughs> Kids Camp <laughs> presents Jumanji, so hang around for that. Cool. Hey, that's the good Jumanji. It's a movie about a game. Now the game comes that's to really you. Appropriate joke. Um, Hang around for. Is that a monkey joke? Robin Williams. Um, oh, turn it around. Oh, the story of East Bay fuck Punk. off! That's <laughs> awful. Um, Video Vortex presents Death Warrior, and uh, Cherry Bomb presents Hard Candy, which is a good movie with Ellen Page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. That's a rough movie. It I, is. Rough. I don't. I don't want to watch that movie. It's, with it's other one people. you watch once. You're like, mm, probably good. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that exactly. it's a. I think it's actually a pretty good movie. Yeah, but it's just tough to watch. Yeah, like, yeah. No. uh huh. I think I owned the DVD at one point and never oh, watched I did, it for sure. Because I, I think I got it for you know cheap I still at some own point. The Blu-ray? I might still own the Blu-ray. Oh I man, yeah. I don't know. Something like maybe my wife has the DVD. It's something my wife would watch. Yeah. Because my wife has weird taste in movies. Yeah. It's like Care Bears, high tension, hmm? <laughs> teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So cool. this is really what we've been watching. So uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Zach, um, I've watched a few things, not too much this week. Um, so but I didn't talk about last week though. Is I saw Children of the Corn for the first time. You did oh. talk about it, didn't you? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, you no, talked I, to me in I, text. No. I talked to you in text about That's it, right. and like, I said I'm no, totally no. going to talk about this film, and then I didn't. But I want to talk about it this time. Um, so. You, I know you've seen it. Have you seen it before? No. So it's like these children. It's a movie where kids come out of the corn. <laughs> it's it's. A little I only know that. I only know about this movie from the cover. So like the 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 film starts off with this like uh, prologue of like everybody's happy hanging out in the diner. It's the fifties and like everybody's like you know driving to the music and then all of a sudden all the kids turn zombified and start stabbing all the adults. Great. And then it cuts to the present day where this. Uh, Guy and Linda Hamilton are driving to uh, another place, and they end up in Gatlin, which is a uh, like place out in the middle of Corn County, nowhere. Okay, and uh, it's inhabited by uh, only children, and they all are super intelligent by a, by the force of a demon, I guess. And they like wor- they worship this one specific kid, and I can't remember the fucker's name, but um, but like it's basically. The guy and Linda Hamilton trying to stop the one evil kid from like like killing them and spreading evil across the world or something. I don't know. Are we talking like a buff, awesome Terminator Two <laughs> Linda Hamilton? Or are we talking like eh, Terminator One Hamilton? Actually, kind of sexy. Okay. Yeah. So I think this is like I think it was, I think it was two years after Terminator. One. Yeah. So it's, oh, like, it's still like little. It's not Linda even Hamilton. close to ninety two. Sure. Yeah. But like, so I actually like the movie enough. I don't think I would say I would go farther than the first one, though, because I know there's a shit ton of sequels. I, I, I got the story. It was enough. It seemed like evil was vanquished at the end, so I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> Are there a lot of scenes of like people beating up on little kids? 
Uh, no. In fact, well, it's kids beating up other kids, and then at one point, a bunch of other kids uh, throw somebody onto a cross and try to crucify him. Oh, okay. I, yeah, was, so. I was looking for, like, a Hot Fuzz-style, like, no. flying kick mm. of the, the, the movie has its fans. I'm not a big fan of it. Oh, okay. I'm it's not, extremely violent, though. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Stephen King adaptations. Oh, is this yeah. one? Yeah. Uh, I, I like Silver Bullet. I like some of the other stuff. I mean, if you ask me what Stephen King's best adaptation is, I'm like, I don't it's know. Stand by Me or, or the Green Sha- Mile or Shawshank. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's about it. Yeah, um, but uh, I mean it has its maybe like, Misery. <laughs> Misery's Misery. Misery is good. Ugh, Misery that is might good. be his best one. Yeah. Um, I like De Palma's Carrie, but no, no, that's a good one yeah. too. Yeah, but uh, he's hit and miss. <laughs> yeah, but, and I, it's, it's, I like it, the new Carrie. Oh yeah, I think new Carrie's good too. The Mist is actually really good. Ooh, yeah, the Mist is good. I don't know. He's hit or miss. You're right. I mean, yeah. for every mist, there's yeah. Oh, f- oh, yeah. I mean, the guy. This is a guy who sells the rights to his books for a dollar. So there are a lot of movies based on his books, and a lot of them are for every Silver Bullet. There's uh like six other Evil Car movies. I will buy the rights um, to Silver Bullet and remake oh, no. it, but I'll do everything to piss Ryan Christine's off. Right. <laughs> is Silver Silver Bullet's a were- werewolf? One? Yeah. The second oh, okay. Werewolf. Sorry. What's the there's a couple of yeah. I think there's one called like the Maximum sil- Overdrive. Yeah. Anyway, the only thing that makes that cool is the Green Goblin, isn't it? <laughs> sort of. He's in the tr- he's on the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. What makes that movie cool is all the behind the scenes stories about how much coke Stephen King was doing. <laughs> um, that's what makes that. Yeah. Um, reading his, uh, I th- I'm sure I've talked about this before, but reading his autobiography or his memoir is amazing because he'll talk about things like not remembering writing Cujo mm-hmm. at all. Uh, or writing all of The Shining and then getting to the end and going, I think I'm the alcoholic. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Like not uh, realizing until years later that he was writing a book about the fact that he was not a very good dad at the time because he drank too much. <laughs> um, like, oh, shit. Um, so um, I also watched... Um, so I a couple months back, I watched the documentary series on New York called um, New York, a film by uh, Rick Burns, Ken Burns's brother. Um, and uh, there was an a, additional episode I didn't see, and it was about the history of the World Trade Center because hmm. I guess they made it after 9-11. Hmm. Um, and so they talk about What's the entire. Called? I think I've seen that. It's, it's pretty interesting. It's like the center of the world is yeah. the episode's title. Um, but How it's they part... built that. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, it was like it was the last feat of crazy. We don't give a shit. Engineering. We're gonna build the tallest fucker you've seen. Mm-hmm. And they have some interviews with uh, Philippe Petit. Yeah. From uh, the guy who did the wa- the wire walk across the towers themselves, um, and he speaks of it very romantically. But I thought it was interesting to know that like it was. You know, it was like it was essentially like it was a post-war uh, movement to try to reestablish New York as the financial center of the world mm-hmm. because of all the shit that went down during the Depression. So the formation of it and how they kind of close off certain parts of the pier that are that are no longer really there anymore, to be honest, um, like that was used for export and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like it's essentially like now it, at, until the towers were destroyed, that was pretty much it. Because they kind of drove it, the pure the pure stuff away, so hmm. um, it was interesting. I dug it. You know, it's it's. I think the construction of it's pretty. In- like I love the engineering feat behind it. Oh yeah, it's you know, very how fascinating. They, how they designed it, and you know, for when it's windy and how high it is up there, it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I think you'd like it. Yeah. Um, I saw Birth of the Living Dead, um, which I had never seen before, uh, but it was on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's a very good documentary. It covers it covers everything I've. I guess that I've known, but there was some other stuff like I didn't know that uh, 
Romero worked on Mr. Rogers, and yeah. but then it makes sense because the show was based out of Philadelphia. It was Pittsburgh. just yeah, or Pittsburgh. Sorry, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I forget. <laughs> I know, you know I'm the, I'm not the biggest Romero fan. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, the documentary is cool, except the I, the weird teacher who was showing Night of the Living Dead to his students, and the students are like six and seven. Like, what is this? About? <laughs> yeah, <coughs> which I'm kind of like. And which I guess and they're fun. talking about rigor mortis. I'm like, mm, that's not how rigor mortis works. Aren't you a teacher? <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. I, I, I'll watch anything where Romero talks because I think he's really likable mm-hmm. and he's really fun. And he'll even in his movies that don't work so well. Uh, I think Survival of a of the Dead was his last one. Yeah, because it went Diary then Survival. He's like the critics didn't like it, but fuck him, I like it. <laughs> With his cigarette and big glasses, he's, and, he's uh, very honest. He does not he care. Um, he's a great. Well, he's missed. <laughs> <laughs> he will be missed. Um, I uh, also watched. So, I, I, has anybody seen a movie called Radio Land Murders at all? Mm-hmm. Like so, oh, I hadn't watched no, this in a long, long time, and I, I but it ended up on Amazon, like on one of my channels on Amazon. I think it's like Cinemax or something. So I decided to rewatch it again. And so you're this, really just watching the porn on Cinemax, and then that came on. <laughs> I was so gonna say, like, if you like boobs, you might also like old time radio. Shit, what a coincidence! <laughs> He's like, oh man, I want to watch some Cinemax. Oh, it's three in the afternoon. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, Radio Landmers. So I hadn't seen it in a long time, and the last time I saw it, it was on DVD in a four three format because that was the only way you could like get it from the library and stuff. Yeah. Um. So this version was actually in widescreen. So it was cool to see all the stuff that wasn't shown in the 4.3 version Who like years ago. Um, so it's, it's Mel Stewart, I think his name is. It oh, was okay. it was executive produced, and the story was by George Lucas. Okay, that This is George Lucas was, before yeah. he kind of went cuckoo. Right. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, in the good years. Yeah, in the good years, yeah. And Stephen Tobolowsky's in it. He's the villain in the Sweet. movie. So, um, But I won't tell you how he's the villain, because um, you'll forget about this in five uh, I seconds. bet he murders people. Murder. Well, <laughs> well that's part of it, but... <laughs> It's, uh, it's, all, it's, all, it's, it's really funny. Stick? I think it's a funny movie. Um, Knife? I think it's a funny movie. I, Christopher Lloyd has a small role in it as a sound man. It's really funny. Uh, George Burns is in it. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor's in the movie. And like it's so weird seeing Jeffrey Tambor younger. Like Every time I watch uh, Gary Shandling's um, Larry Sanders show, mm-hmm. I'm always like, that's Jeffrey Tambor? <laughs> so, uh, but it's a fun movie. I highly recommend you check it out if you have the appropriate channel. Like I said, I don't remember what channel I watched it on. Um, if you have Xfinity, you can just hold up your remote and say "Radio Land Murders" and it'll take you to it. There you go. <laughs> well, not everybody Cha-ching! has your fancy TV. <laughs> um, I uh, I watched a documentary from PBS called uh, "The Black Panthers," which is about the Black Panthers. Cool. Sadly, not about Black Panther. Um, there was nothing about Wakanda in it, guys. I'm sorry. That movie's coming. I know, it is. Um, I just I didn't know that much about the Black Panthers to be honest, other than what I've been told in like generality. But I had no idea they had a breakfast program for children in the morning. Mm-hmm. I had no idea they were doing social social cause and like welfare programs. Mm-hmm. Like so, I and, what else were they doing? Well, they were doing a lot of other stuff. They were <laughs> stockpiling arms. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Um, but like, it was interesting to see the way the movement. The movement w- was one thing, and then it evolved into something very different because of three different leaders having like five different points of view. Exactly. I mean, you in, in any organization yeah. you need to have one singular voice and that was actually their downfall mm-hmm. is you have some people that were helping children and other ones who wanted nothing but 
the revolution. violence and yeah. stuff. And well, and it's and it's like it's weird because like they're so Huey P. Newton was their first like big spokesman. He goes to jail for uh, about two and a half years. The leads are like a big gap where another person takes over. Uh, which I can't remember his freaking name, like uh, Elder Cleavage or something like that, like Eldridge Cleavage or something remember. like that. He, but then he got accused of a crime, and then he booked it to Algiers. So, um, it, it, like you know, it it just it was a clusterfuck of situations. But like, it's good to know that like even though these people left the organization because it went bad, like they were still able to pick out the good things that they actually mm-hmm. did, which I, I I admire. Like, hey, you had a breakfast program for kids who can't eat in the morning. There's a lot of kids who can't eat in the morning. Yeah. So uh, that was interesting. It's sad that it's been overshadowed since then. For, yeah, by yeah. the by the more violent aspects. Yeah. yeah, like the you know whatever. It's and like I said, it's like it's interesting to note that at one point the Black Panthers were actually like like combining forces with hillbilly groups, which I'm yeah. like that's a far cry from what's happening now. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, um, and then the last thing I saw is uh, this morning I went and saw Detroit. Oh, cool. Um, Detroit is very haunting film. Um, and not just because of the themes that are behind it. So, like, literally, this film is set up like a horror movie. And I actually think you might like it. Um, I like Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. But, like, well, I think you'll appreciate this structure. So, like, it starts off with the riots beginning. So it sets up, like, the world we're living in, pretty much, like, in general. Like, it starts with the first two days of riots. We don't meet a main character until about 15 minutes in. Then we get Will Poulter's character, who's like the lead cop in this group of cops. Um, and then you get the John Boyega character. And then you get uh, the uh, Motown singer characters. And then you get um, everybody else involved. Anthony Mackie pops up in 45 minutes in. Um, but once you get to the Algiers Hotel, which is the or motel, which is the basis of the film, it's about the Algiers Motel incident during the riots in Detroit. Um, once you get there, it's like locking the door on a haunted house and you're stuck in there for a good 45 minutes to an hour where stuff that it has the intensity of a good horror film, I think, mm. um, and mix that in with actual drama, actual characters and whatnot. And you, you have something that's palpably like tension filled. Like it is, it's, it's unnerving. There are points like I knew nothing about this, um, incident before I knew that riots happened in Detroit but I didn't know about this incident so everything came as a surprise to me mm. um, throughout the film uh, Mackie's really good in this movie uh, Will Poulter is phenomenal like it's it's a truly evil performance like I have not seen a bigger piece of shit on the screen this year than Will Poulter in Detroit um, which is a compliment to his ability to act yeah. Boyega's really good although I did notice that Boyega, he's very important to the story. However, it's good to note that he's not like he's not the central focus mm. uh, at the end of the day. And his he does come off as kind of like the same kind of worrisomeness that I get from Finn in Force Awakens, which is really, really strange, um, where he's kind of like, we need to survive. We need to like, one of the lines is you need to survive the night. Like he's very overly cautious about everything and that kind of bleeds through in the performance it's not bad it's just that i i felt hints of it and i'm like sounds like finn right now um but uh and then um uh the, there's a kid in there it doesn't have an imdb doesn't have a, a freaking uh, uh wikipedia but i think it's like his Aggy smith uh, and he's really really good in the movie he plays the motown singer who 
I don't want to spoil it, but his character is the one that we're really following in a weird way. But, um, you know, again, you have to watch the movie to find out. I think it's Bigelow's best film since The Hurt Locker, hands down. Hmm. So I would highly recommend you guys watch it. Cool. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Probably going to be an Oscar contender if I'm, like, shooting the breeze here. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looked like it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's cool. Stay tuned next week when I watch It, the miniseries, <laughs> and <laughs> Tron, the original. Oh, well, <laughs> not next week. Oh, that's right. Oh, week after, guys. Yeah, that's right. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll reveal what we're doing next week at the end of the show. Yes, yeah. we will. Cool. But, yeah, that's all I watched this week, Ryan. Uh, I was trying to do Peter Griffin. I can't do it. Good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to your day job, you asshole. <laughs> uh, not a whole lot this week. Uh, I rewatched uh I rewatched The Time to Kill, which if you've never seen A Time to Kill is just unbelievably good. Yes, they deserve Part to die. I know, man. And I hope they burn in hell. And it was a, it was a shame because it was last night that I was watching it, and as I'm watching, it, I'm like, oh man, I get to see some Matthew McConaughey tomorrow. Like I actually got kind of excited because <laughs> uh, he is so damn good in that movie. And when he does that monologue at the end, you're just like, I, you can't help but be moved uh, because it is so powerful. I love my favorite line that he says: is, "I don't agree with your politics, but you've got gumption, and that's something that Haley could use right now." Right. <laughs> when he uh, or passion, funny. you got passion. I always <laughs> forget until I go to watch that movie that that movie is a Joel Schumacher film. I know. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Do you have it on Blu-ray or? Oh hell yeah, I do, Shoot. and it's beautiful. You know there hasn't been a good courtroom drama in a long time. Oh, I know. Yeah. Do you remember? So you had what, that, the judge. The judge, maybe the last one was that's. Three years ago, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, at least. And so, Three I mean, four. Uh, that time we had A Few Good Men, oh, Time man. to Kill. Oh. Pelican Brief, The Firm. The Firm. Yeah, all of those, yeah. <laughs> Runaway Jury. <laughs> that was the, the Firm. firm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I can't think of what the last one was. I but... know. And they're so great. I mean, if you get the right actors for it, I mean, the... Yeah. The story is already compelling for what it is. Social yeah. Network comes close in a way, but it's not really a courtroom yeah, drama. Sh- yeah, it, there's at least a lot that, yeah. of lawyer stuff in there. Yeah, I mean, it, it scratches some of that itch for sure. Yeah, but it's not like um, but there's law so and much, order drama. I, I mean, I guess yeah. Big Daddy might be. <laughs> <laughs> Rain Over Me for the same reasons. I thought the first 15 minutes of That's My yeah. Boy were very promising, but then it yeah. didn't become what I wanted it uh, to. I think that's My Boy is <laughs> hilarious. Um, yeah, that's true. Man, I can't think of what the last. I have to really think about it. Anyway. Well, well, I'm, I'm gonna look until I finally get Law and Order the movie. Um, <laughs> then, uh, and then I rewatched uh, The Brothers Bloom, um, which got me very excited to see a Star Wars movie this year. Did you read about uh, Ryan Johnson on the set of that? Uh, I've read about Ryan Johnson. Well, go ahead. Uh, no, they talk about how happy everybody is, and they just wish the dudes who were fired from Han Solo worked as hard as he did oh. and worked as well as he did. Cause wow. Because they, they, Kathleen Kennedy wants to hire him for something else. If they didn't already hire uh, that guy Colin sh- Trevorrow. Colin yeah, the, Trevorrow. Guy, the guy who shouldn't be making nine, yeah. Uh, for it, then I think they said they wanted him back because because oh, mm. he's so good and he's so easy to work with and uh, he had like great. Well, that's not surprising. So yeah, I- I'm watching Brothers Bloom and I'm like, this movie is fucking brilliant and it is like, it is so chock full of little nods and smart little references to itself. I mean, it feels like 
like a Wes Anderson movie slapped itself up against a Edgar Wright film because it's got like the kinetic, weird, poppy, self-referential stuff of an Edgar Wright movie. And then it's got this weird, bizarre like style of a, of a Wes Anderson film. But what I love about that is that you then take that movie and put it in context of his other two films and you realize like he's that's a choice for that film and it's not a style of him. You know, like... Brothers Bloom is so different from his other movies, and you—I mean, just from having followed his career for as long as I have since since I saw Brick, um, like it, it's not that it's out of character for him. Um, it's just him doing something fun that he wants to do. I, he, you know, he's a I chameleon, of, man. Actually, I right. think of, of Ryan Johnson. I think of a lot of him as Spielberg, where he makes entertaining movies but he's not tied to one genre right he can make anything because he the most important thing with Ryan Johnson is his characters yeah i mean whether it's brick whether it's looper mm-hmm. uh, i bought brothers bloom like 2 years ago so i haven't watched it and wow. like uh Every time you have you it. never seen it? No. Oh Ooh. man okay cuz i was literally just going to talk about the end and how much i love that ending guess um, i should but watch it i can watch that, it tonight that the plot of that movie is so tight and smart and twisted and what he's achieving feels I'm getting hyperbolic, but it's just true as I'm looking at it. Like from a writing point of view, I look at that script and I go, he's like pulling off a miracle, which is also the point of the film. Like the whole, the whole end is about this guy pulling off a miracle to some degree. Mm -hmm. And you look at the way he wrote that script and it's, it's done and it's, it's one of those where, like, I feel like I know what that movie means and what that ending actually is. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, you could interpret it in different ways. And there's a lot to mine from it. And and at the same time, it's just like <sighs> Rachel Weisz is so charming and fun in that movie. She's uh, there's an actress. A, oh, gosh. I've never seen her be so adorable as she is in that one. Like, she's genuinely, like, having a great time. Um, and so that, like that character pops in this really amazing way. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, if you haven't seen Brothers Bloom, yeah, man, I, I just can't recommend it enough. If I could go back to my 2009 list, it would probably be at the top. (laughs) So gosh, I was stupid. We all make mistakes. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I'm forgetting something. I know I started watching the new Rick and Morty, but you know, not until we're further in. Also because I fell asleep because I was very, very tired. Um, yeah, I think that's mostly it. Uh, yeah, I mentioned at the top of the show I got a 4K, so I watched Resident Evil, the final chapter in 4K. Maybe not like the showcase piece for what it. What did you say? you want to borrow my John Wick or something? No, like? I have other stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, but it was, I mean, I actually think that movie's pretty fun. I, I'm going to watch Underworld tonight, and spoilers for my... What is wrong with you? Well, I have the the whole series, so I'm completing it. Which, don't worry, Zach, one day I'll remember to bring you the Resident Evil collection. Okay. Um, just, I'm mostly just, just You saying, know what? Memory is a fickle thing, Ryan, <laughs> and sometimes it just floats into the breeze. I'm, I'm really <laughs> tempted, spoiler alert, for our film explosion at the end of the year, to put Underworld and Resident Evil as number 10, <laughs> just because they're fun. Uh, no, I'm I, yeah, I'm mostly just mean like, man, you're you're first yeah, I know, first I'm, well, ultra it's high because I mean I have Kong in 4K. Oh, there you go. That might be really cool. I have John Wick in 4K. Yeah, me too. Oh. Uh, two. I didn't oh. get the first one. I have the first one too. But either way, yeah, yeah. Um, and then what else? I have a couple. I think of Lego Batman in 4K. There you go. Because That'd sometimes be I, I at Best Buy the Steelbooks just automatically come with it. Oh, I have Ghost in the Shell. 
So I have other things I can watch in it. Um, but I just was like, I'm going to just put in something fun. Yeah. And like, the movie's still fun. Like, it doesn't make logical sense. I mean, most Resident Evils don't. But, I mean, Mila Hovovich is fun. She's pretty good in it. Yeah. I know it's like James's least favorite person, but. Oh, no, she's not my least favorite person. I like a good Resident Evil movie. That's just like one of my, I don't know. I was, That's I was, all right. Yeah. That um, movie is not as good as three. Is that evil a resident? <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, and I do have the new. I did get the new CGI Resident Evil in 4K. Cause that the, might be because cool. the Steelbook was badass. Had like yeah. the tyrant on it. Uh, so I'll watch that one. Um, yeah. Like the CG Resident Evil is actually pretty fun. <laughs> Anything animated of it would be amazing. So I, I'm interested, and uh, so I also watched uh, K- the Kentucky Fried movie. <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> it. You never seen? I have no. to let you borrow it. It's, yeah, it's a uh, so it's interesting. I'd like to know your opinion on it. So James. I. I put it in, and I haven't seen it in a long time, but I used to watch it all the time. You have it on Blu-ray? Yeah. Is it Shout sh- Factory put it out. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, and so the I was watching it on Blu-ray, and the opening is so like bad quality. I'm like, oh, man, they must not have a good transfer. And so I watched it then. It, got, it started looking really nice. And so I watched it again with the commentary, and I guess the first like 10 minutes I shot on video. Oh. So there's no good. Wow. Uh, I guess there's no good transfer of it, and there's so, no good um, uh, uh, negative source. For it. Yeah. yeah. No source so uh, the the best feature though is Jeff Zucker and his brother talk for like an hour and twenty minutes, like it's just a conversation with them, and they're mm-hmm. actually really funny guys. Um, so you get it on Amazon. I think it's twelve bucks. The, mm-hmm. the Shout Factory one, or if you guys want to borrow it. Um, so this is what time I was watching it. And I couldn't remember some things. I remembered like a few bits and pieces of it as I'm watching it. Uh, Catholic schoolgirls get naughty. <laughs> and I, I'm looking around and Kellen stopped playing with his Legos and is watching this girl's boobs like press against this shower. I'm like, oh, maybe it's not. For... But the funny thing is, is <sighs> so she's in the shower and the dude she's with is he's like rubbing her boobs. And it's like <laughs> so. If you don't know who the Zucker brothers are, they did Airplane yeah. and Naked Gun and stuff. And so they're really – it's a really stupid comedy. And I think there's 26 skits in it. Yep. So some of them are really great and other ones are mm, whatever. Oh, so is it like a 43 or something like that uh, where it's just like yeah. random skits all Well, together? it's movie 43 done right. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, I'm it's, aware I picked like the worst example. I mean, but. so what I tweeted, it's the opening line of the movie. It mm-hmm. comes on and goes – uh, your popcorn was just pissed in. More at eleven. <laughs> it's like this newscaster, <laughs> uh, and uh, and so the the big main thing is there's like this kung fu movie about two thirds of the way through. I think it ends up being like twenty minutes of the movie. Oh uh, yeah. And the guy in it looks like Bruce Lee, but he has a speech impediment, <laughs> and he's like, "What do you think this is? A suede?" <laughs> and he every time he's fighting people, he go. Gillen goes, is he a monkey daddy? <laughs> because he's also like jumping all over the place and going, wah, wah. And just the, just the little things in the Zucker brothers that I love. And uh, just it's like the stuff with hot shots and airplane, why I love this stuff. So in the little, uh, what's the name of the, the Kung Fu movie in it? I forget. Anyways. I'm trying to remember. It's been a long time so since he's seen There's like this really it. big guy that the Bruce Lee guy's fighting. And he, like, kicks him so hard he goes flying and knocks a bunch of guys over. And he starts to walk away in slow-mo. And the dude keeps on getting up. And then they zoom in on his face and he mouths, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) It's just stupid stuff like that that I think is just great. And, uh, of course, Big Jim Slade. (laughs) You have to see. It's the most goofy movie, but it's it's a trip. It is. To say the least. (laughs) Because not everything works, but as a whole, it's pretty funny. 
I'd say like I, some stuff is. I'd say about seventy five percent of it. Works. I would have to imagine like because it's. I think the last time I saw it was maybe two years ago, but I, it felt like that time. So, not much of it has been dated. Yeah, well, maybe I mean, the Catholic schoolgirls in trouble. No, it's still thing. funny when the midgets whipping. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm like this is like this is a genre that doesn't exist anymore, but it's still oh, yeah. hilarious. And that's <laughs> where the stuff like epic movie or disaster movie stuff that yeah. I've only seen one of them. I think it was date movie, and I'm like, these guys aren't as funny. Oh, well, d- well, date movie would have been the one you saw because they were touting it as like from the guys who brought you scary movie, and then yeah. you're like, oh, they kind of just cashed in their loyalty card here. Yeah. It, <laughs> so I mean, there, I mean, there's this one bit that I think is actually the funniest bit in the whole uh, movie is these two guys are having a conversation, and there's a boom mic that keeps on like bumping into them, <laughs> and at one point, like it's drinking water <laughs> and, it's, and it's hearing the dude's heart, and it stops. <laughs> it's just. Stupid, but it's pretty funny physical <laughs> comedy. Good, um, that. So that movie's really fun. And then I actually got a movie that I was really fascinated with. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the story of DHL Flight 611. No. No. So I forget where it happened, but these two planes collided in midair in somewhere in Europe. Oh, the aftermath. Yeah. So yeah. the aftermath with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And this is a this is a true story. And the I mean, obviously, it's dramatized for the movie, but how it actually plays out is exactly if you don't know the story you should really look it up it's so um a a man's wife and daughter were on this airplane and the government in i think it's switzerland i can't remember exactly blamed the traffic controller Hmm. and the dad uh, and the husband so the arnold schwarzenegger plays a guy who's an architect and he's going to the airport to meet his wife and daughter Mm -hmm. and this takes place in somewhere in the 90s so it's before 9 11 so he's able to walk to the counter and um, so he walks to the counter and it says, see, uh, see, a, see the counter, see associate. Mm-hmm. And he goes there and they tell him his wife and daughter died in a plane accident. And so he's there. And as the, the investigation is coming out, you find out that the traffic control guy kind of didn't really do anything wrong. But he was also kind of like lackadaisical in his what he was doing hmm. and they didn't have backup. So the real story is I, I read up. It's not really spoilers since I guess it's true. Um so this guy became obsessed. Like he made a shrine to his wife and daughter, and this and he really was like a really popular architect. I, I can't. I want to say it's Switzerland. I can't remember a percent. Hmm. Um, anyway, so he found out where this traffic controller lived, and he f- killed him in front of his wife and daughter. Oh my goodness! Or wife and kid, and so Schwarzenegger plays that, and this movie plays this out, and it's oh, actually man. a really great movie, and it kind of slipped under the radar. Um, and I just got it on, I was at Best Buy, I'm like, oh, Schwarzenegger in a documentary. And then I flipped it over and I started reading, I'm like, I know this story. And then I like looked up online, I'm like, oh yeah, this is a true story about a dude who murdered this traffic controller because his wife and daughter were on this flight Man. and that he blamed and became obsessed. And he ended up getting like released from prison. And now he's like a chief architect of something. And, huh. um, and it's, and in the movie, I mean, there's a little cussing and it's rated R. I'm like, why is this rated R? The death is... I mean, it's pretty bad. It's rough. And Schwarzenegger's so good in it. So in it, he uh, I don't want to spoil how he kills him, but so he kills him and the his wife and son are there and his wife is played. Uh, so it's Scoop McNary is a traffic controller Great. and his wife is Maggie Grace. Great. And so the little um, boy comes out and Schwarzenegger is calling the little boy his daughter's name. And he's like, it's okay, Nadia. It's okay. And he sits down with like the knife, like just it's really bizarre and haunting and 
people should really see this movie because Schwarzenegger is amazing in it. And that's why I thought he was great in Maggie. He's really good in this. Is it like, would you say it's a horror movie or is it just like a... It's like a thriller. Like, so he... Are you rooting for Schwarzenegger? No. Okay. Because he's... I was going to say, because... He's not a good guy. I mean, he's a normal guy. And then his, you know, he's dealing with this tragedy. And I mean, they dramatize it where he went and helped with the relief effort um, at the plane accident. Mm. And there's some pretty like, I mean, it's, it's, I, I have this thing where I watch a lot of shows about plane accidents and how they, when he got there and how you see people like hanging in trees, like you hear about that all the time. Mm -hmm. And so he finds his daughter like hanging in a tree. And I mean, it's, it's pretty like sad. And I mean, it's not gruesome in that way, but it's still like still cringing it's cringing and you're like how would you feel if you found your child like that and mm-hmm. uh, and he's great in it and i i really commend schwarzenegger for these last few roles where he's kind of gotten rid of like the macho kill everything i which i love i mean i love commando and predator but it's cool to see him kind of do this other stuff as he's getting older because i think he's 70 now right yep he's 70 i think he just turned 70 yep and it he's he's really good in it and I think everybody, if you want to see like a thriller drama with Schwarzenegger acting, they should definitely see this movie. Hmm. I'll, have, I'll let you borrow it. It's, yeah, that it, sounds really it, good. It, it's it's fascinating. Um, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, uh, I, I just like I just randomly picked up. I'm like, oh, Schwarzenegger new movie. And then I was interested because a because a true story is so fascinating too. That yeah, it's one of those true stories that the drama is in how real it is. I mean, I don't think I'd ever kill anybody, but. I couldn't imagine losing my wife and child. Right. I mean, I'd be devastated. And, you know, he goes down a path. Mm-hmm. I have a dark joke about this. Does yes. he ever ask the kid, what was your daddy and what did he do? <laughs> no. Does he ever say the phrase, yes, they deserve to die and I hope they burn in hell? <laughs> yes, they deserve yes. to die. Allah! Uh, speaking of Blu-rays, maybe we can inform you on Blu-rays to pick up this week. Yeah, right. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Really quick, I, I did look up an article of like recent courtroom dramas, and the top three are The Judge, Loving, and The Lincoln Lawyer, which even The Lincoln Lawyer is from six years yeah, ago. Yeah, The Lincoln Lawyer is great, great, though. I haven't seen yeah. man, I haven't heard of yeah. Loving. I Loving, forgot, I, haven't I haven't seen, seen but yeah. yeah. That's the, uh, the, the interracial marriage one, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, Nichols, um, Jeff Nichols movie. Oh, I should mm-hmm. see that one. Uh, from the guy who made Mud. Anyway, uh, King Arthur is out on Blu-ray, or a 4K Blu-ray Interested to see it. Yeah, I'm actually really excited to rent it. <laughs> I, I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to rent it, I think, yeah. but... yeah. Um, Snatch is also out on 4K this week, uh, which I was disappointed to like hear bad reviews of because I, I I actually didn't care about anything about Amy Schumer. I actually just cared about like two Goldie Hans in a movie. Oh, I, and I, the I was thinking of Snatch. Good. I'm like, oh, Jason Statham. Right. Oh no 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 no. Sorry, the uh, the Amy <laughs> Schumer Goldie Hawn movie uh, that I was just excited because Goldie Hawn was in a movie. Yeah. Um, but then it didn't get great reviews. But I might I might check it out. Uh, but the like coolest thing. Is that the Steel Book of Fargo is out this week? <laughs> there we uh, go. Holy shit, does it look good? Uh, oh, sorry, I already closed the tab. If you're gonna look over here, oh, but probably twenty um, bucks. Yeah, it's uh, on Amazon. It's thirteen ninety one. There we go. Yeah, that's a nice. That's a good, uh, good right. buy. Yes, it is. Um, uh, Criterion is putting out the Breaking Point on Blu-ray. Okay, cool. And then. Uh, basketball is getting a Blu-ray release this week, which has it not had one before? Is no, this the it's the first oh, okay. one. It's Best Buy exclusive, and it's only ten bucks. So get to your Best Buy to get it. Man, yeah, sheesh, that's crazy. I've never seen that movie. Is that? Will I like that movie? Yeah, that's a really good movie. <laughs> I'll probably like it. Okay, it's so it's it's the airplane guys. It's, uh, it's the airplane guys with the South Park guys. Yeah, and but it, I hate airplane. 
Do you really? Yes. So uh, I have a Blu-ray. You can wrong. have it if you want. I have it. Um, I'll take your Blu-ray of Airplane. All right. Uh, so there's a great special feature on the DVD. I hope it's on the Blu-ray. It's a really short interview with Matt Stone and Trey Parker, and it's it's like an EPK. It's really weird because I, I, if I remember right, they show like the question, and they said, "Oh yeah, we just did it because it was the stupidest thing we've ever read." <laughs> and uh, and I, actually, I was driving here and I was listening to the South Park uh, soundtrack. And uh, what would Brian Botano do? Came on as like a like a heavy metal version, and yeah. it was DVDA. Yeah, by DVD. yeah double... I'm like, oh yeah, that's Trey Parker's band, Double, double Vag, Double, double Anus. anus. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, that's uh, Orgasmo. You guys remember and Chota Boy? You guys remember? Do you, do you remember the song in basketball? And those warts on your dick aren't gonna <laughs> go, go away, away unless you start using topical cream. <laughs> <laughs> There's a part in basketball where they're naked and. Uh, Yasmin Bleeth is talking to him. Okay. And the joke is, is their dicks are so big. Like she throws like paper down or like, cause it hits their dicks. And then they walk away and turn back at her. And you see these two huge dicks go across the screen. It's great. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is Ernest Borgnine is talking to Trey and Matt. And he goes like, I want to get baseball back to the, or sports back to the way it used to be when players were, were nothing but, uh, uh, indentured servants? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Sam Raimi's For the Love of the Game is out on Blu-ray this oh, week. Oh, really? Fuck, Ooh. I love that movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. That has to be a Best Buy thing. I, oh, I'm going to have to get that. Yeah, it's a Best Buy exclusive. I Ten fucking bucks. love that movie. Yeah. It's one of his ones that not no one a lot of people to do. <laughs> right, nobody, like. Yes. But it's so... Okay. It's great. Oh, it's... It's really good. It's amazing. Oh, I love yeah. Sam Raimi. Um... On the opposite side of the forgettable scale, uh, season two of Blindspot is out on Blu-ray this week. That Wait. show's still on. <laughs> it is. Man, interesting. I it, season one came on like four or five years ago. So what have they been doing? Uh, all right, and then getting down to the bottom or the the your your uh, Shout Factory releases this week. Yeah, yeah. Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf Two <laughs> are out on Blu-ray this him. week. I'm, I'm really on the fence with it. Yeah. One, it's cool. I just like the collector's the editions. Oh yeah, the collector's editions like art yeah. is awesome. Yeah. But the movies aren't that good. No. But in a way, they're like like the first one's kind of cool eighties. Yeah. It's like what if what if you a werewolf was playing basketball, but not not actually. Yeah. Playing. I think there's uh, probably an explanation overdue, son. An explanation. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. Yo. The makeup stuff is always is is good. But oh yeah. Like the transformations it's, are good. You know what? It's a harmless. First, I've never seen. Yeah. It's yeah. never harmless. seen two. I don't actually know what Man. two is about. He's he's a boxer. Yeah. Oh, that's why the yeah. It's his cousin, okay. Jason Bateman. Oh, I I always just assumed that they replaced him with a boxer. No, Jason Bateman. Jason oh. Bateman. Is. Or I sorry, I mean I I always thought that they just replaced him with Jason Bateman. Uh, not that it was a different character. I, I'm really on the fence with these ones because it's cool that yeah. I always want to support Scream Factory. Would you, buy it? Would you buy it if it was a double feature instead of a probably? Okay, I might yeah. still get them anyways because I mean I got fucking Contamination point seven, so I might as well <laughs> get those. <laughs> and I got. The Vampire Lovers. Yeah, because otherwise Velvet I'm going to have to call your entire collection into question. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I talked about this, I think, either last week or the week before, but it may have been because I'm not using digital bits anymore. Um, the Screen Factory double feature of The Night of the Sorcerers and The Lorelei's Grass yeah, are also on the list it. this week. Yep. Um, yeah. So just in case... I think you... that's Italian movies, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they look like they are. Um, just in case they didn't actually come out a couple weeks ago and they're coming Jalo out tomorrow. Sometimes they do... Uh, the Scream Factory ones. So 
if you order them from their website, they'll ship them to you three weeks early. Oh, maybe that's what it was. So sometimes they'll pop up, and then if, if general digi- public. If Digital Bits called the first one three weeks ago, and then which I only now do Screen Factory well. direct for like my Army of Darkness. Yeah, but really because they it. charge for shipping, and I I wait the two weeks so I don't have to pay for four dollars shipping. I know I'm cheap. Eh. Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Ugh. Sorry. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's Blu-rays this week. This week on Real Nerds Podcast, James and Zach went and saw The Dark Tower. James, should people see The Dark Tower? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's really too bad, because even going in, I was like, oh, I'm excited for this. And I'm, I'm, I was like, I'm really pleasantly surprised it's only like an hour and a half long. And then like 40 minutes in, I was like, holy shit, has it not been an hour and a half yet? <laughs> uh, I just got really bored, and it's super confusing. I mean, this movie ends up feeling a lot like a... Like a um, one of those like schlocky a big jar of empty promises. <laughs> yeah, it, feel, well, it feels like one of those schlocky January February dump movies of a of an underworld or a Resident Evil where like just random shit happens. You know, I mean, it ends up feeling a lot like um, like one of those re- like like a Divergent sequel or something like that, where there's some kind of universe here I'm supposed to give a shit about, but like just random garbage happens, and as a result, like. There's some things that I'm like, oh, okay, that might be cool. And the universe seems like it might have been cool, but everything, every element of the universe I get and every piece of the plot that I get, I'm just like, this is not interesting at all. Um, I was really bored. I don't think it's worth seeing. And uh, the acting, yeah, the main two guys are good-ish, but the rest of it's not great. Hmm. Zach, should people go see... <laughs> more importantly, should Ryan go see the Dark Tower? You know what? I, well, for, I'm gonna say no, and but but I'm gonna point out though. So I was I struggled back and forth all week if I was even gonna come to or go to see this. Yeah. Because at one point I was just gonna spring Detroit on you guys as a surprise, but then I was like, oh, I, I how bad can it be really? Like I sure. I, like I, I mean like it can't be emoji movie bad, and it wasn't emoji movie bad, but. Like you know, like have you seen a Moji movie? No, I haven't. Then it might be. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just assuming because yes, I'll make right. an ass out of me and everybody else. No, agreed. but um, no, like so. Here's my thing: is that I don't think that this. I think if you're gonna, this story seems so much more dense because everything seemed like it was connected to one other thing that wasn't being presented. Yeah, There's, like so many like things going on at once. The the world itself. The world they're setting up has potential, but everything is so like heavily chopped up that I'm like, I, I I'm sure there was at one point a scene where this was explained, yeah, or that was explained, right? Um, and so like with that, no, I can't recommend anybody go see this. I, I guess if you're not like, I, I might start reading the books at some point just to like get an idea of what this is because I like in theory the idea of a gunslinger and a man in black and stuff like that, and like, yeah. You know, like this world where, like, all the old Stephen King, like the the mid, the idea of the mid world is interesting to me. But again, this this is a this is a weird dumpster fire that I don't understand how you make an eighty eight minute movie out of something that clearly needs more explanation. Yeah, like even if you're gonna dumb it down for the audience, like that doesn't bother me. But like, because again, I'm not a fan of the Dark Tower. I I didn't know what the fucking Dark Tower was until I saw the trailer. Right. So um, I knew. Stephen King wrote The Shining and It and Carrie, and that's about it. Yeah. So, um, but, so, I don't know. Like, don't go see it. It's yeah. it's, it's not worth your money at all. 
So, uh, yeah, here's the trailer for uh, Dark Tower. I'm sure we're going to end up spoiling some stuff about it, but that's hard to do. Uh, don't go see it. Just listen to us talk about this movie. So, For thousands of generations, the gunslingers were knights. Sworn to protect us from the coming of the dark. These visions, as you call them. What do you see? I see a tower. The man in black. And the gunslinger. They're just dreams. They're not real, Jake. There's another world out there. I know there is. You. You're a gunslinger, right? There are no gunslingers. Not anymore. Why does the man in black want to destroy the tower? The tower protects both our worlds. If it falls, hell will be unleashed. He's like the devil, isn't he? No, he's worse. You can't stop what's coming. Death always wins. Your world might be gone, but mine isn't. You let that tower fall, billions of people die. Do they have guns and bullets in your world? You're gonna like Earth a lot. All right, let's go. You clawing your way out of the darkness? Did you tell the kid whoever walks with you dies by my hand? both of us. I do not aim at my hand. He who aims with his hand has forgotten the face of his father. I aim with my eye. I do not shoot with my hand. I shoot with my mind. Jake! I do not kill with my gun. While you guys are talking and the trailer's playing, I pre-ordered both Teen Wolf movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, okay. So, The Dark Tower is about a boy named Jake. No, and... about a boy is about a boy. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> so, this is about a boy named Jake. And he had, when he dreams, Jake he, has, he, has, he has visions of this other universe. And basically, in in this movie, there's like these different universes that are all sort of tied together and laid on top of each other in a in a Asgardian kind of way. Um, and the, uh, the there's this thing called the Dark Tower, which, like, emanates all this energy and holds everything in balance so that, like, dark for it, it basically protects dark forces that are outside from, like, getting into these universes and, and destroying everything. Um, Matthew McConaughey plays the man in black, whose name is Alter, also Walter. Uh, which is Mondale, never, Walter Mondale, <laughs> never delivered in a way that makes him sound ominous or cool at all. Mm -hmm. It's always just like, I have to find Walter. 
Um, okay. And Walter <laughs> is using the brains of children to shoot lasers at the Dark Tower. I was um, going to call this movie Matthew McConaughey Kidnaps Children, but we each have our own opinion uh, well, of the title. Well, he doesn't kidnap them. He has a campground where he's farming them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's different. Um, it's the egg and high, but with Matthew so, McConaughey and children. <laughs> so, uh, and at the beginning, I was like into this movie. Like, uh, Jake is... Um, uh, his, his youth. <laughs> yeah, well, no, his he's got these these visions, and he thinks that they're real. Like he believes that he's actually seeing something. But his and, super shitty stepdad is like, no, he's crazy. Yeah, his over the top, dumb, shitty stepdad who his mom should just punch in the teeth, uh, and, and her. I mean, she's also like concerned about him as well. But I so, really, could, I I was so glad when they both died. I was just like, fuck, finally. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> she's she's good. Like I didn't want her to die. I. I was really gra- glad when he just told him, like, hey, stop breathing, and the yeah. stepdad falls over. I was like, thank God. Oh, my God. Wait, 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 before we get to that part. So the scene before – so there's a scene where the man in black comes to the to New York uh, to, look for, to oh. look for the boy. And so – but he, he's apparently, like, he knows where the boy lives. Yeah, so the parents come in, and Matthew McConaughey is in their kitchen cooking chicken. And he says, excuse- oh, you'll have to excuse me. Where I come from, we don't have chicken. <laughs> Yeah. And he's frying it. Like Maybe he's like fucking Rachel Ray the, on the Food Network. That's the <laughs> only funny joke in the movie. And then, and like, and then he's like, he's just like, oh, you're a shitty stepdad. Stop breathing. And then he just stops breathing. Right. And then the mother, and then he takes the mother in to see, like, like he, to find out where the what that the boy is um or has the shining against. Because guess guys, what guys? Yeah. Stephen King made a made a apparently made a series where he references everything Stephen King related. Oh yeah, I mean because this, this that's whole not thing... and that's not the only thing that he references. But oh yeah, the main so, thing is is that Jake has shining powers. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of this movie is him taking a bunch of it's his playground. So it's him taking a lot of the stuff that he likes and throwing it all in a big pot and playing with it. And I think that part of it is really fascinating. Like the idea that you would have a story where, you know, um kids who have psychic powers which he refers to as as shining um again or the which shine. is fine. they called this the shine in yeah this it's one, yeah i know it's the same thing yeah. um but uh like you've got that and then you've also got like this um you've got like the modern day stuff you've also got uh this world where there's there's teleporters and like this weird level of science fictiony stuff going on and then you've got the gunslinger who's sort of supposed to be I mean, he's clearly supposed to be sort of a Western kind of thing, but he, I mean, I know he is because, like, I've read some of the comics and that kind of stuff. Like, he's supposed to be a badass, awesome Clint Eastwood-style character, and that's, like, super not what this gunslinger feels like, mm-hmm. um, which is really too bad. Like, a lot of the, the 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 stuff that they could have done with this universe feels really cool, uh, and it never really works. And then, yeah, you've got the man in black who's clearly just a... Randall Flag stand in from the oh stand. yeah it did feel like um, Randall Flag a little bit yeah um, but so, less interesting yeah so anyway Jake ends up like finding this old house that's got a teleporter in it and he ends up in this midland place and he oh by the way one of the portals through... is called uh, they have coordinates on top of the portals and one of them is fourteen oh eight another True. Stephen King reference yeah um, so he ends up in uh, in the like leftover set from from Blade uh, from Dragonheart and. <laughs> Uh, meets like these people and runs into Idris Elba, who we get a really bad flashback where like him and the Allstate guy, <laughs> yeah, him, him and the president from 24 are gunslingers and 
the man in black just shows up and tells tells the president from twenty four like, hey, stop breathing, and he does. Like and a so good gunslinger, State Farm is there. <laughs> basically, we like what we learn is that our Idris Elba's character is the last of the gunslingers, which just really just means he's he's got some cool guns and he shoots people a lot, and he knows how to load them really cool. Yeah. Uh, so he, it's supposed to be cool. It never feels cool because they spoiled it in the trailer. No, it just never feels cool because you can't reload. It's so not realistic that it it's not like it's not like John Wick awesome like hey remember when he put that shell in the shotgun like he's holding two revolvers explain to me how you reload two revolvers by simply rubbing them against your belt because he's that good like, man no it's <laughs> just not cool it's cool if you're Timur Bekmenvatov but it's only cool to you like it feels like that where it's like here's these weird action scenes that are supposed to be badass like where he's ricocheting bullets off multiple things or even like ri the spoilers for the end but like sh you know fires a bullet and then uh ricochets another bullet to hit the first bullet so that that way the man in black can't catch it like it's just not actually cool like mm -hmm. nothing about it actually makes it's me go like, weak sauce. look how badass he is whereas if you had gone and taken the character from Unforgiven and had that character walk alongside this kid, teach him some cool lessons about how hard it is to be like a, a grown ass man in the real world, which is what I thought that, which is what I have a feeling this movie was until Sony said, no, we need to cut it down and make it more accessible. Well, but it's also because the original so much cut was two and a half hours long. Yeah. But it also has so much dumbass action in it. That's not actually very interesting. Um, anyway, so, Again, I say he, with the... Or, the movie just sort of meanders through these things, and then, like, they end up coming back to Earth, which is on... I got really bored and wanted to fall asleep, and then they came to Earth, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, we're going to get... Like, it's it got a little more men momentum because there started being a certain level of, like, of Crocodile Dundee-esqueness <laughs> to this movie of, like, a car? What's a car? Like, he, he starts having these moments where... Like, I'm not allowed to go into the hospital with my two big guns and, like, you know. Um, I liked when he looks at the two sluttily dressed women and says, you have forgotten the face of your fathers. Which, okay, can we talk about can we talk about how pointless and not very interesting the, his, like, mantra of, uh, I don't shoot with my, I don't aim with my hand. People who aim with their hand have forgotten the face of their father. I aim with my eye. I don't, and it said it's so long, it means nothing, and it, it it said like four times throughout the movie. I'm assuming it means something to the fans of the books. I guess, but in a Harry Potter esque way, shit just happens in this movie. So like when he goes to the um, don't don't compare this garbage fire to Harry Potter movies, please. No, it feels very similar. Like he uh. goes to he goes to that the random house where he finds like the portal, right? Uh -huh. Um, and he turns on the portal, and then the house turns into a tornado of wood shards and tries to kill him. Sweet. And then it just it just stops and then he runs into the portal. Because he uses the shining man. off Amazon. Because he uses the shining. I I don't you okay, you say that. I don't see that I'm, happen. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm just assuming later, later, I'm literally just assuming shit. Yeah. Later, I'll pull anything out of my ass. Oh, he has magic powers. <laughs> no, I'm aware he does. I'm just saying, like, that scene doesn't even need to be there. He was going to walk through the portal. Like, in the script, there's no re other than the fact that, like, then the man in black gets this wood shard so that his weird rat people can... Oh, I haven't talked about the rat people. So, this movie yeah. got, this movie, this, this movie got rat people. I don't think they exist. <laughs> <laughs> this movie got rat people in it. 
So um, the rat people believe in you, Ryan. Yeah, the Man <laughs> in Black has uh, a whole, an entire race in both Midworld and in uh, what they call Keystone Earth. But, which but is like to disguise I just themselves, say, they were uh, Blu-ray.com just post put up a pre-order for Night Living Dead 50th anniversary. Oh wow! wow. For Criterion? Is it Criterion? Uh, no, but oh. and there's no really like features. Doesn't really say anything. It must just been put up today. So huh. hopefully it'll be the 4K restoration. Oh, um, cool. that, that, I just want to interrupt you guys there. No, you're fine. Uh, um, but no, so yeah, like so they're rat these... people, and they to disguise themselves in the real world, they wear uh, human skin suits. Yeah, like um, Egger suits. Egger suits. Yeah. Um, and their leader is Jackie Earl Haley. Well, the one, the guy who's the leader of the band in in New York. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I'm like, why is so, Jackie Earl Haley being mistreated in Hollywood? They're going around. Their job, he he doesn't like when <laughs> the people look like rat people, so he makes them all wear skin suits. And then uh, their job is, when they're in the Keystone Earth is to kidnap kids who have the shine so that he can bring them back. To the and kid then, farm. Yeah, he plugs them into a giant laser that shoots lasers at the Dark Tower. It takes away their telepathy. It doesn't kill them. Just takes away their telepathy, and then they send them back into the into the Keystone Earth, which is what it, Earth is called. Yeah. They send them back to the Keystone Earth, where they can live out their lives as drunken, homeless hobos. Is that what it is? Yep, that's what I got out of it. Oh, I thought there was just a random hobo. Which, by the way, when they want to talk to that homeless guy again, he's just around. They, like, I'm pretty sure, given come... New York, he would have gone way farther than that one street block. It's so bizarre that like they. They're like, oh, we got to get back to Keystone Earth so we can get some bullets and also so we can hide from the man in black and use a different portal. And they get back, and the first thing they do is like, hey, let's go find that homeless guy who mumbled some shit to me once. Maybe he'll be useful. <laughs> and by the way, he's not useful. Like, I don't remember that he actually impacts the plot at all. It's just a scene because they were like, I think when they finally cut it down, they were like, Hey guys, there's actually only like 25 minutes of useful sh- footage in this movie, so just throw some of the dumb shit back in. Uh, oh, I totally skipped over like there's a random scene in the woods where his dad, who was killed in a gas explosion, uh, shows back up and turns out to be a Balrog scorpion. And uh, so, so, uh, so I they ca- fight the Balrogs, the like the Balrog bat scorpion thing, and then. And then Roland fights like a rubber band around his neck for a while. I it's so dark and gray. I couldn't tell what was going so, on. It's like so he explained it. And so it, the thing is, is that I actually understood enough of what was going on in this movie that doesn't make it good. Um, he, so he explained it as like uh, in the after effects of when they keep trying to destroy the tower. Right. Uh, the demons from the beyond the universe come out like infrequently, like they try to break out, like no. they have a tear open in the universe or something. I don't no, I uh, yes, they did. They they explicitly talked down to me and told me what it was, but it didn't make the movie. It wasn't interesting. It wasn't like there. It wasn't moving the plot well, forward. It, was, it wasn't it, the point. It was explaining something that might happen in a sequel that'll never happen. Right, I, and the the bigger problem is like, okay, you've got this movie. It's called The Dark Tower, like. To be completely honest, I kind of thought like, oh, they're going to have to fight their way to the Dark Tower or fight their way to some place. No, like the, the the final battle takes place in an abandoned building in New York. Uh, and that battle isn't very interesting or good. Uh, I, I, this movie is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. Yep. I uh, like what I like the ideas behind it. I guess. I do too. I think the universe there could be cool if it was 
if this was what clearly Stephen King was writing, which was, hey, guys, I'm going to write a crazy series where, like, I take all the things I like and I build this this weird think Tolkien-esque think, mythology. Yeah, think MCU kind of universe where I can do whatever I want. I've got all these different, like, dimensions that I can pull characters in and out of and – and I can, you know, I can have this because the, the man in black they call him a sorcerer, so he's got all these magic powers. Um, Matthew like, McConaughey again, was the strangest cool. Merlin ever. <laughs> yeah, like, and then okay, so spo- now we're uh, we'll get into well, we've been spoiling the whole damn I know. movie. <laughs> so at the end, they kill Matthew McConaughey, and I'm like, like this movie ends, and I think to myself, if you made a TV series that was a sequel to this, it's just the lamest quantum leap. I could ever watch <laughs> because the movie ends and it's Idris Elba and this kid who clearly it's shot as a pickup because I did not recognize the character and he must have I'm gotten watching, older. Yeah, I'm watching this kid and going, "Who is this? Did did he abandon Jake and now he just met a random kid at a hot at a hot dog stand?" Oh yeah, that's so the they're other standing thing. on this. They're st- eating hot dogs. He's like, yeah. "What is this? It's a hot dog." He's like, "You savages!" Yeah, he because he thinks we're eating dogs. And he thinks it's, that animals still talk. It's not funny. So that actually that was all right. That, yeah. was, that 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 line was pretty good. Of like, oh, do animals still talk in this universe? Um, but the, uh, the so they they eat some hot dogs and they're, and he's like, hey, all your family's dead. You want to just come with me and I'll teach you how to shoot guns. Which oh, I gotta get back to that scene. Uh, so <laughs> then they turn around, walk into a random door, and literally do that thing where like through the window, like the you know the lights glow as if there was a portal over there, and they went through it. And then the credits rolled, and I was like, "Really? This is you're setting up the dumbest quantum leap show." I would like, uh. oh yes. So there's this scene. Mm-hmm. I love this. Mm-hmm. So there's a scene where the gunslinger they're in they're in Keystone Earth, right? They're in the like some warehouse somewhere. They're in some shitty like leftover set from some other movie, and uh, and. Uh, the 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 gunslinger gives Jake one of his guns and is and they set up some cans and they're like okay I'm gonna teach you how to shoot a gun so what he does is they both point the guns and then they and the kids both, holding it with two hands yeah well and he's like you don't do that so and he, he, the he kid, makes the him kid hold it with one hand yeah and this then, kid looks like he's about to be blown back if he shoots <laughs> this fucking gun so he oh and I haven't told you about the guns yet either but so uh he. He they they both start reciting the dumb poem thing that doesn't make any sense. And as as they're reciting the poem, like the kid like finally gets better and can shoot a can. And then when he's done, he says, "Your weapon is the shine. My weapon is the guns." He takes the gun back and then never lets the kid shoot a gun. Why is that scene even in the movie then? Like it it makes no fucking to sense. To initiate him as an honorary gunslinger. Mm. And then there's this. If he is a good gunslinger, he would never just use one hand. So there's also this other moment when the man in black in a completely useless scene mentions that uh, the gunslinger is descended from like Arthur of Elb or whatever and that his guns are made from Arthur's sword, which in the Keystone Earth they call Excalibur. So the guns (laughs) are made from the leftover metal of Of Excalibur Excalibur. and it's so fucking dumb like it could Hang have on. been cool hey, dan i love your shirt oh what shirt is this it's like pixelated oh, mario yeah. oh that's just awesome oh my god yeah, i mean i know this is really interesting what you guys are talking about but Ar- it's dan Ar- shirt is that way cooler sh- but that shitty arthurian connection <sighs> and it's... i don't know if that's in the fucking book oh i'm sure it is but i don't sure want it like... to be in the fucking book <laughs> oh, it was so stupid like as soon as he said that my eyes rolled so hard 
because um, it's the kind of thing you you could pull that off it's not that the idea itself is dumb it's that when it's just a random piece of useless exposition that means nothing to the story it's just some dumb shit um oh i did forget to mention that like one of the things that completely saps this movie of like any actual tension is that they teach you in that scene where uh idris elba's dad gets killed um that like that buying all state insurance is amazing no no that that Idris Elba's quick character is somehow immune to the man in black's magic. Um, which just means that the whole movie, when they're doing magic stuff, it's like, it's not, there's no tension to it. Everything's a big setup to something that clearly is not going to happen now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, my favorite Allstate joke is by Rodney Dangerfield. And he says, uh, yeah, Allstate, what I want to put in your hands, you won't sh- sell me insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's just... I would have rather Rodney Dangerfield been the man in black. Oh, that would have been awesome. Oh, I'm a sorcerer. Let me tell you, I'm trying to get this kid farm going. It's weird, I tell oh, you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's anyway. Bad. I, I Look, it's not like... It's weird, because there were reports, like, Stephen King said, like, yeah, it's great, I love it. And I'm like, I yes. don't know how much you're getting paid here, buddy, but I don't think it's enough. <laughs> yeah, he... Maybe he does love it. Know. Maybe he yeah. does, and, I don't, and you well, know what? We're all entitled him, to our own taste. For him, he has a 17-book series in his head that he's it's like... Eight, oh, it's, man, eight, they, it's only eight books, man. I what, you, you, you literally over-exaggerate. <laughs> I know. Uh, he has an eight-book series in his head that he, like, for him, it like in a Harry Potter-esque way, I'm sure, he's watching this thing going like, oh, look, like, they... Start all all my crazy ideas i got to see them come to life right like Mm -hmm. that's probably cool but for somebody who doesn't know it i watch this and go like this is an hour and a half and a half of like just random nonsense genuinely the underworld movie from this year made more sense really when the werewolves just stop attacking yeah all right cool yeah it's crazy as it sounds (laughs) yeah at one point the balrog like i i think it's his tail i think the balrog scorpion thing i think his tail turns into a crazy rubber band that tries to choke Roland to death against a tree and then he has to cut it with a knife. I I And that's supposed to be tense. It seems like from everything that's set up here and and I would have to check but like it seems like the dark tower stories for King are his version of a Tolkien universe. Yeah. And I feel like this is just the equivalent of the freaking like animated Hobbit Lord of the Rings <laughs> thing. So we're gonna have to wait another thirty years before we get a proper Dark Tower adaptation. Yeah, but we have to sit through the Saul Zantz shit for a while. <laughs> this was the this was the thing that like when people talked about it, they talked about it in this way of like, oh man, like this is you can't make this into a film. And then when they tried, they made like a schlocky underworld. They made version proof of it. that you can't film yeah, it. Like, <laughs> They didn't. They didn't even try to conquer the 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 task before them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, Ryan, you didn't miss anything. I still like. I love Idris Elba, so I kind of wanted to see it. He's great, but I don't know that there's. Is there ever a moment you can think of in the movie where he really turns in a cool performance, or you go like, "Oh man, like that was cool." There, like, are, there, there are hints of it, but it's not like it's stronger to watch him as Shere Khan the Tiger than it is to watch him oh, yeah, like yeah. Gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he looks cool. I know I'm comparing maybe apples you... to rotten apples, but... <laughs> maybe if you watch the movie with the sound off, <laughs> um, that might be Dark cool. Tower is a silent movie. I'm totally digging it. <laughs> yeah. Put it in black and white and then put a circle frame around it. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey and you just have a plinky piano in the background. <laughs> They don't have chicken where I'm from. 
And there's yeah, oh yeah, I forgot about there's a bunch of references to things that are clearly gonna happen, like Zach was saying. Like, like Oh, the there's Hail one point the where Crimson you see King. the Rita Hayworth poster from the Shawshank Redemption guys, but it's in the corner and it's very low lit, so you have to be very freaking careful to see it. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of like Hail to the Crimson King and like weird stuff like that or where Hail like, to okay. the crim- to the crimes of King or something like that. Crimson King, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's like, oh, okay, clearly either that is a character who's going to come up eventually or something, but I don't care. And honestly, if you were going to set up with this awesome villain, you're not going to top Matthew McConaughey. Like, I don't think, especially now. Cause <laughs> I you're don't know. It might it. be pretty easy because this was the one of the weakest Matthew McConaughey no. performances I've ever seen. Agreed. I'm just saying, like, why not just make this character your cool villainous character for the for the series? Like, That would probably be better because maybe he could get more, like, intense and interesting. Movie's bad. Yeah, Ryan, what are we doing next? Week? Uh, next week we're doing Film Explosion, nineteen eighty-seven. Yes, finally. So uh, we'll be revealing our favorite films because uh, James is too much of a pussy to go see Annabelle Creation. That um, movie looks really fun. Yeah, I'll probably go see Can, it anyways. Is it, uh, I I think I need someone to like draw me a map of the Conjuring universe. It's not uh, much of a map. It's, it's Conjuring it's one, a, Conjuring two, and then the spin-offs doll. are Annabelle. <laughs> is it always a possessed doll? Yeah. Well, it's not all An- about the Annabelle possessed doll, is a possessed doll. But, yeah, mm-hmm. Annabelle is the possessed doll. But they only talk about it briefly in the first Conjuring. Okay. And then they did a spinoff movie, which was Annabelle, so which the apparently, movies... according to you, is poorly directed. Yeah, oh yeah. It's directed by the guy who did Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Oh. Like, the story's all right, but when you have an incompetent director who doesn't understand the genre, I know, it's the, not Z- the work. Zach Eastman of other directors. <laughs> I love I love t- taking a big pile of shit and throwing it on myself like it's the ice bucket challenge. It's so much fun, Ryan. You have so no you, idea. So if uh, you want to send us your ten favorite films, I'll tweet and put it on Facebook. Of nineteen eighty-seven, not of all time. Guys. Yeah, nineteen eighty-seven. <laughs> uh, please do. Saving Private Ryan doesn't count. Eighty-seven <laughs> is a good year. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking at pictures of the Dark Tower. Bruce Campbell will be on my list. I know. Maybe yeah, twice. Well. he might be on my list, but I don't know what place is going to be. Twice? Is Congo on your list? <laughs> it should be. <laughs> thanks no, for listening. He, he yeah, knows thanks. Really quickly, he knows Spencer Kane really loves Congo over Jurassic Park, and I don't understand why. That's a lie. <laughs> you just That's made bullshit. that up. That's bullshit. Call Spencer up. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to call him an idiot. <laughs> seriously. That's All right. terrible. Amy won. Amy won. <laughs> Fuck that movie. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so one of the pictures... On IMDb, that's associated with the Dark Tower, is just a picture. Like it's a, it's clearly just a, re- it's a picture of a reference to The Shining, the because it's a picture of the Overlook Stanley, Hotel the Overlook in the Stanley, movie. Like, whatever. why is that a? Uh, anyway, because because the kid had The Shining and Danny had The Shining. Uh, everybody the, the Shining. The sh- we don't want to get sued. <laughs> Boy, you read my thoughts. <laughs> oh yeah, here's a picture of that time when the house turned into wood shards and tried to attack him. This movie's fucking terrible, Ryan. <laughs> he hits him with the axe. Ah, is that the best you can do? <laughs> cool. I love how every the Shining's other, overrated. I love how the, every yeah, other the, segment in that episode of The Simpsons, though, he keeps getting hit in the back with an axe. <laughs> the best version of The Shining was made for TV. All right. Cool. Bye. Bye. Real Nerds Podcast is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. The Real Nerds would like to thank the Alamo Draft House in Littleton, and now open in Sloan's Lake. We also would like to thank Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, especially Andrew. Our music has been brought to you by Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios. And of course, thanks to James's mother, our most loyal listener. Have a nice day.